You're listening to a Do What Moves You media production. I don't plan too far ahead. I think that's kind of the biggest misnomer of a lot of things. Like what I've created with my teams, a lot of people ask me, so what do you envision in five and 10 years? And I just, I don't think that way as an athlete and I don't think that way in general. I try to think in the moment, I try to be creative. And if I can stay within the context of of what I'm wanting to achieve this year, and even just you know stay focused on on the day to day in terms of that, I find that things just happen. I'm a very creative person. I love to create things, and so I don't really know what's going to happen with certain things. And I say, oh, if something kind of l- lights a fire under me, then I kind of go in that su- in that direction. Same thing with like my gravel racing stuff. I didn't know I was going to do do that at all. I jumped into the race and fell in love with it, you know? And for example, Montremblant was not on my list to race. And I raced Placid. And as I was saying, like, I had that lapse. I'm like, I can do better. And so what's the next race, you know? And so I signed up for, for that race. That was Angela Nath. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative, movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today on the podcast, I'm syncing up with Angela Neath, pro triathlete, gravel cyclist and coach, also founder of the I Race Like a Girl tri-team, Girls Get Gritty gravel team and podcast host. We talk about where pro racing began for her, upcoming races that she's participating in, her coaching, the teams she runs, and her podcast, I Race Like a Girl. Plus, we chat about UFOs and the many benefits of our mutually favorite sandals and why we both love this brand. I hope you enjoy this conversation. If you do, leave us a review on Apple. Head over to the app wherever you get your podcasts, scroll through the episodes, click on the five stars, and click on the tiny, tiny writing that says leave a review and tell us what you love. Also, share this combo on your social channels, wherever you like to get social and tag us. Now, on to my conversation with Angela. When did you get into triathlon? When did you go and when did you start coaching? Yeah, so, yeah, I went to college um, many years ago uh, in Missouri and got a bachelor's in health science and a master's in physical therapy. So I was a track athlete went back home to Canada and um, worked a little bit, but I still like wanted to be active. And I heard about triathlon, but I never really did it. So I found a local triathlon um, kind of five hours from my hometown, way up north in, in BC and had no idea re- really what it was. Jumped in, it was like a pool swim and everything. Um, I ended up winning the event and just fell in love with it. And I was like, I'm gonna go to the Olympics. I'm gonna do all this stuff. <laughs> I mean, little did I know like how, how fast, everyone really, really is. But I, I just, I just found the passion for it so, so quickly. And I ended up going to a triathlon camp that I found because I lived like in the, in the woods in the winter way up north. And so it was winter and I was like, I need to just get out and see things, you know? So I, I found a really cheap uh, training camp in California 
went there and I met my first coach and he, he just saw the talent in me. And he basically said, you know, you could go pro in this. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. And so he ended up coaching me. Um, and then I jumped into a few races and then I jumped into a half Ironman in Canada and, um, back then it was based on time. And so I got the time to get my pro card. And so I turned pro really, really quickly. And so the, the jump into it was, you know, I had to learn a lot. Um, so that was back in 2007, I think. Oh, okay. And I just kind of did a lot of half Ironmans. Um, and then a couple years later, I did start coaching kind of friends here and there. So, so I've always coached, I've coached for maybe 13, 14 years. Um, in college, I, I would, I would coach my friends in terms of strength training and stuff. I, I got all the things for that, you know? Yeah. All the certifications. Um, yeah. 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 So I, then I jumped into Ironman and did more longer distance stuff. And then during COVID, I got a gravel bike and just like many, many people and jumped into gravel and now I'm kind of doing it all. So I just, I love it all. So what's anything your... that's on bike? Yeah. That gets you moving. is good. Yes. We know, <laughs> I know that you are very strong on the bike and that's like sort of your, your jam. When did you get into gravel? You said during COVID. Yeah. During COVID, I got a bike, a gravel bike. And I, my first day on it, I was like, I just felt like a kid again. Like you could yeah. just ride everywhere compared to like a TT bike or a road bike. And I just kept riding. And then my sponsor, um, QR and Opid had an opportunity for some of their athletes to jump into unbound gravel. Oh yeah. Which is a 208 mile uh, gravel race. So I did that in 2021 and I just, I loved it. I mean, I I just loved it. And so since then I've kind of been doing both and not, not a lot of athletes are doing both. So it is a little bit of a balance um, and sometimes a little bit of craziness too. Yeah. So, um, but I love it. I mean, I absolutely love it. I've met so many amazing people and just, I, you know, I've created my two teams from it, um, from both the triathlon side and the gravel side and just connecting with a bunch of women in sport. I mean, that's, that's my biggest passion. And it's just, it's been so rewarding to just, uh, be a part of that for others. I mean, it's funny. I want to, I want to get into gravel. I actually like last year, tested out Mm. a gravel bike but we don't have a lot of gravel near New York City like it's not it's not so easy Mm -hmm. for me to like go out the door and ride on some trails and also like well you you know I think it's also a fallacy that you need gravel to be a gravel racer like we don't have a lot of gravel here but I take my gravel bike on roads I take it on anywhere I can yeah and then when you get to these events I mean that's where you just kind of explore and see what it's all about like I believe um, like there's not many people that have the ability to ride gravel roads like miles and miles and miles. I mean, they just don't live there. Right. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't do a lot of gravel riding. I do a lot of road riding. And then you um, just I do go mountain to the biking race. now too. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not too technical. If you know how to handle a bike, if you can get on some trails and stuff and kind of learn the handling of a bike, yeah. I mean, you'll be fine. And then the biggest thing is pack dynamics as well, um, which is a big, big change for a triathlete. Um, but otherwise, I mean, it's such a great community and everyone kind of welcomes you. It's, it's the coolest community yeah, by far, actually. I've, it's just, it, yeah. yeah, it's just fun. And like, a lot of triathletes are yeah. doing gravel, right? Like, I mean, and mm-hmm. a lot of pros have gone over, like, especially Heather Jackson is like now full on gravel. Yeah. yeah I mean, she's, st- she stopped doing triathlon. Um, she's doing some gravel and mountain biking. There's a few others that kind of dabbled into it and are now yeah. back into triathlon. 
I'm not sure there's many like me that are doing both yeah. still. Um, but I just can't, I can't give up the Kool-Aid of um, racing triathlon. I just love it too much. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I get that. I mean, you know, so I've done mm-hmm. some triathlon, some races as relays because I don't really love swimming, but I love the vibe and I mm. love the courses just mm-hmm. this past two summers with COVID. I don't know what has happened, but I'm not going to be doing that for that much longer. I definitely think, you know, there's a good, because the seasons, the seasons kind of cross over, like, especially if you're training, but I mean, it kind of goes mm-hmm. together. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my long, long rides are the, the endurance events for gravel, Yeah. quite honestly, for, for Ironman, like leading up to Placid, I did a couple, like I'm part of the Lifetime Grand Prix, which is seven races around the U.S. You pick five. And I did, you know, a few of those prior to this, um, to this past, past Ironman. And that, that was super, super helpful. And like, I'm, I'm headed to Leadville in a week and a half. And then I'm doing Ironman Montchamblant. I mean, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy, but it's also fun. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask you what are your next races, but so you're going to Leadville yeah. and you're doing the bike, yes. obviously the gravel ride. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a hundred. Well, it's a hundred miles on a mountain bike. It's, it's, it's legit. <laughs> it's like a nine hour of day, you know, it's 104 miles, but it's okay. on a mountain bike and you go up these passes I mean, it, it's a, it's a hard race. It's, it's definitely, I did it last year for my first time. And I, I joke that my soul is still up there because <laughs> you start climbing Columbine and it's this massive, you, you go from like 9,000 feet or 10,000 feet up to 14 and you see this path of little ants basically. And they're all the riders and you're like, Oh my goodness, I have to climb all the way up there. And yeah. it just kind of, it demoralizes you almost because you're like, holy crap. I'm you're like, oh, my God, if that's how they're riding, then yeah. that's how I'm going to ride. And are you going to do Big yeah. Sugar? Is that the one after that? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So Big Sugar. And then there's actually two more in the Grand Prix series. There's a mountain bike, shorter mountain bike race. And then there's the Rad Dirt Gravel event. So I'm deciding which one of those I'll do. So haven't figured that out yet. And then are you are you on track for Kona too or – um, I have not got my Kona slot. I am doing Mont Blanc. Um, there are two slots there. I think it would be fantastic if I could get it. Um, but if I can't, I mean, it is what it is. But my my goal in Mont Blanc is to execute the the entire race versus, you know, the four miles I lapse in uh, in uh, Placid. I just like I'm on. I, I'm I'm in a really good shape, and I just my biggest thing now in almost every race whether the results are there or not is just being able to execute what I know I'm capable of. And I just feel mentally I lapse during those times and I know I can push more. So that's my basically. And so any cherry on top, I mean, that would be all be, be awesome. But either way, I'm going to Kona. I have a friend who does my podcast with me, my best friend, Amy, she qualified in Placid. And so I'm going with her no matter what. Um, but yeah, I would love to be on that start line. That would be fantastic. That's super cool. <laughs> so, and tell me, tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about you have a, it's a team, it's a foundation, it's yep. a podcast race, like a girl. Yeah, we have a ton of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Talk to me about um, so, the other stuff that you do. Yeah. So it's just, so seven years ago, I was kind of in this like funk where like, why am I doing what I'm doing? You know, I want to help people. I don't have kids. I, 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 I. I used to go to all these homestays and and just meet so many people and so many women. And I just started putting things on paper and writing a bit. And then I thought, well, what if I created a woman's community? And I thought, 
how can I create that where the dynamic is someone from Florida can connect with someone in Seattle and meet up at a race in Michigan, you know? And so I started an online community. Basically uh, we started with a website and I just uh, put out a call to a bunch of, a bunch of women. And um, it's been fantastic ever since we're, we're roughly around 200 to 300 women at any time. Um, and basically all of these women are, you know, they're moms, they're, they're newbies, they're veterans. I mean, just a variety and mix of people. And it's just so fantastic. And so I'm the founder of that. And basically a lot of my partners have aligned to help support the team. And so the biggest thing is we, we really try to have this community where people can connect. We have an online forum and people can connect, um, that way. Uh, we try to do a lot of, um, connections at races I and so and then over the years I've done camps so every year I do a triathlon camp um, and then when I jumped into gravel racing I saw that there was just a lack of women on the start line and I thought I could be a part of this so that's where girls get gritty kind of began and so that's a subsidiary of I race like a girl it's more of our gravel team and that's been fantastic. I've done like two or three camps now with women and to see the changes over the weekend of someone who has never been on a gravel bike to the last day, or, you know, in March, we did a camp where it was uh, banked on a race and just to see them actually go into a 50 mile race and come back with a, with a smile, like in like just so large, like they were so proud of themselves that they were able to accomplish that. And, and just to be a part of that is just, has just been awesome. Um, so I do coach a number of the athletes and we sometimes have zoom calls where I, where I answer questions and stuff. And, um, we do a bunch of challenges each month. So I get a, I get a number of giveaways from my partners. That's kind of why I want to align with them is because they help support the team. And so some of these are, you know, Q and A's and, you know, posting things in terms of helping others. Uh, I, I mean, it's just a mix of stuff. Yeah. And then uh, about a year ago, year and a half ago, actually, um, Amy Woods and I, she's my best friend here in the Cape. We started a podcast and it's just the I Race a Girl podcast. We talk about all things women, all things training, racing. Um, she comes from kind of the age group side. I come from the pro side. So to align those two together, it's just been a fantastic time. We We pump out one every week and it's, it's been a blast. Like we've learned so much to just from some of our guests that have come on board. Um, and then we, you know, the feed, the feedback we get is, is great. You know, we're, we're helping others, which is fantastic. I mean, that's, that's the goal. Um, so yeah, I have that going on camps and then where do you do your uh, camps? my coaching? Where do you, um, where do you hold uh, so, your camps? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a uh, every year I do a camp in um, uh, Florida. Okay. In January, which which may change, and then this just this past year I did a few camps. I did one in Croatan, Buck Fifty. That was a race, so that was in North Carolina. I did one in Emporia, Kansas, for gravel, um, and then I might be doing one this fall. Um, but next year we're looking at other areas, so it's kind of a work in progress each year to try cool. to change the dynamics and and see who wants to go where. And people can find out about it. Like, I'm sure you have an email on your website that people can sign up for your email list or something. Or Yes, you know. yes. And they can just go to iracicagirl.com and all the details of the team and camps and, you know, coaching, all the support that's there. It's all on that website. That's so cool. And actually, we start yeah. launching the new team this September. So, so you have your own race up. team as well. 
Yeah, I mean, everybody that's part of the community either races or they don't. It's it, yeah. it, it's not a guarantee. Like, they don't have to. Yeah. It's just really up to them. Um, but a lot of them do race. Mm-hmm. All right. Just dropping in here to give a shout out to AG1. As an athlete and a busy founder, I am always on the move, whether I'm training for a race or running to meetings. I was looking for an all-in-one nutritional supplement that was easy to add to my daily wellness routine when I discovered AG1. I drink mine while making my coffee in the morning. With just one scoop, I get the nutrients and gut health support to thrive throughout my day and cover my nutritional bases. AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. If you're a longtime listener, you know I've been drinking AG1 for about two years. Not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes adaptogens to balance my body's stress levels and vitamin C and zinc to help support my immune health. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why they've been a partner for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash Marnie on the move. That's drinkag1.com slash Marnie on the move. Check it out. Now, back to my conversation. And you mentioned that Ooh. you, like, I'd love to talk about some of your partners, especially your partner who connected yes. us, Ufos. So how do you, yes. like, I mean, I'm such a big Ufos fan. I live in the shoes. <laughs> I'm wearing them now. I know. They're fantastic. <laughs> how do you integrate them into your racing and training specifically? I mean, I wear them as soon as I'm out of my cycling shoes, out of my run shoes. I wear them around the house. They're basically my go-to sandal that I, that I wear yeah. <laughs> when I, when, when I'm not wearing anything else. I mean, I do go barefoot sometimes in the house, obviously as well, but you know, they, I just find they help, help my body recover. I, I feel better when I wear them like instantly. And the biggest thing is like after a race, the, 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 the best feeling is getting out of your cycling shoes or your running shoes and putting on a pair of slides. It's, it's the best thing because your feet are all swollen and bent, like feel terrible. And you just have this support right under your foot that just kind of helps you walk (laughs) yeah I agree it's pretty amazing like like the rocker it has and and the ability of the foam it I mean I actually was first introduced to them a couple years ago from a friend of mine and she had them and I said oh let me try those on and I just was like wow like where did you get these I never saw them before and that was my first was like I need to connect with this company because this this is these are amazing and I want to get more people on them because I just felt an instant change yeah. So they're such a yeah. good company and they have such a good culture too, right? Like they're always like taking yes. care of the people they work with. And I was, you know, so glad that they connected us also, yes. but their shoes are amazing. Like I can't wear any other sandals. Like there's just no, yeah. there's no comparison. And I've, I've tried a lot and there's just, there's really no comparison. So yeah. And so, and, and they also, last a long time. Yeah, they do. Right. Mm-hmm. You also work, you mentioned QR. So talk to me about your bike because yes. I've seen yeah, these great I've been, bikes yeah. around mm-hmm. town and at the races. Yeah. Yeah. I've been with Quintana Roof since 2019. Okay. Uh, fantastic family owned company. 
down in Chattanooga. Um, and they also do uh, the Gravel Bikes OBED, O-B-E-D. So they're, they're my gravel sponsor as well. But they are fantastic bikes. They they are so awesome to work with because it is family owned. You actually get to, uh, if you were to call the company, you talk to the people that are actually creating and making the bike in-house. And so you get to really, you feel supported, you yeah. know. And a lot of the times they, they go to a number of races where anyone can get their bikes worked on. But if you have a QR, I mean, you're in and out like for free. And so you there, there's just so much support. Um, I've always felt like sometimes I've been with other companies where, you know, you're kind of talking to a middleman, to another middleman, to another middleman, Right. but I have direct access to the owner. Like, like I, like I text him, you know, and I just, I love that ability to, to be able to, uh, talk to my partners because that's how the magic happens. That's how we collaborate. That's how we try to find things that work. And, you know, you just feel like it's a family owned portion that is like that you get to be a part of and And I I really really value that yeah I see I see so many athletes have their bikes at races and they're all so great Mm -hmm. like great design too like I mean I don't know if that's like custom Mm -hmm. I'm sure some of it's custom but I feel like they have a good range yes they have a good range and they have ones that are kind of more like entry level to the pro level and they also allow you to like pick your colors and um i mean there's all sorts of stuff so the advantage it is quite fun yeah yeah it's like yeah. an advantage of being so. like a family owned business like you can really customize yes. stuff for people exactly and exactly. the fit like have you like how is the how do you like are they flexible in the fit yeah i mean the front end is fantastic um it's all kind of part integrated um but everything's adaptable it's it's fantastic i've i've never found found anything that's that's really an issue like the fore and aft on the seats the the ability to change your seat height and stuff it's just they they've thought of everything and it's so simple and the the great thing i love too is the fairing in the back is where you can put all your spares and stuff so you don't have to carry like a bag or anything like that which i love yeah yeah it makes it makes life easy so I feel like whenever I go out That's with people fun. like on a ride or a run, I always have so much stuff and they're shocked. I'm like, I'm yes. a triathlete. Like <laughs> we carry a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> Who else do you work with? I know you mentioned Power Bar, oh, which gosh. I'm definitely going to try yeah. now that you said that. Yeah. yeah. Power, Power Bar is, is fantastic. I work with Moxie Life, which is um, actually, they just launched a greens powder, which is fantastic. It's called, it's called goat greens and um i've had other greens products but this one's phenomenal it tastes so so good like i actually enjoy drinking it um and they also make um a magnesium supplement some electrolytes and it's it's a woman-owned company really really solid uh quality control i absolutely love it and magnesium is something i i use and need every day so it just um is fantastic i work with garmin uh, that was started last year. Again, I mean, if you've never had a Garmin, you need to get one. Yeah. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're I amazing love products. Garmin. I mean, yeah. I'm with Castelli. So I started okay. with Castelli last year. And oh my goodness, I have never been in better product. And I'm, I, I, I'm amazed. Like when I first got their tri kit, I was like, oh, this padding is pretty big. And yeah. But you wear it and it is so perfect. Like they have thought of everything and just all their gear. I just absolutely love. And it's, very, very top quality. So I'm super excited about having them. They, yeah. they partner with the team. 
Um, I'm with I'm with the feed as I spoke before. Yeah. So the feed is been phenomenal. You can buy tons of different nutrition products and gear and it's all in one spot. Um, so I'm really lucky to be able to experiment with little things like that. So I buy a lot of outsourced nutrition from, from being outside of training. Cause again, I yeah. use power bar, but you know, for the snacks and the, 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 the bars, the recovery stuff, all that stuff I get from, um, from the feed. Yeah. And then I've, I've been a long time athlete for blue 70. Uh, you know, I've used their wetsuits for a very long time. Absolutely love them. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also with Shimano. Shimano has been one of my longest partners. I think I started with them in 2009. Um, but again, just phenomenal support and help with that juice performer. So that's like a beet juice that I take. Uh, I've worked with them for a number of years and also does that help you Nella, yes yeah yeah so I like to have it pre-race not mm-hmm. like the day before but the week kind of into it so I kind of tap into those nitric oxides that are in that are in beets um, I always find that it, it's just maybe placebo I don't know but it, uh, definitely it works feel it works. great <laughs> yeah I am like all yeah. on board with that yeah yeah, yeah. and then the uh, the last company is fit biomix which they started a probiotic that is based on the gut of, of athletes. So they actually, t- so, so I was part of their first study they did, and they basically took samples of our fecal material, uh, which we had to provide to them. And they found the, the, the probiotics that were in that and tried to see the connections with other athletes. And so they've created this, pro, this probiotic that's based on all of that I mean, there's there, there's a lot more scientific evidence towards yeah. all this and science that I can't even like comprehend at the, at this moment. Um, but they are on their way of making other products that are really beneficial about the gut and the microbiome and how to improve that, even if you're not an athlete and just pure health. And so they're um, a research company, you know, and it's it's been a really cool process to be a part of that. Yeah, that sounds really cool because. I mean, yeah. athletes' guts are totally different than people who, because there's like just extra stress, extra adrenaline, extra yes, things yeah. pumping through your blood. I never actually thought about that. That's a good, that's a, yeah. that sounds like a great product. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, very. So now Placid was just this past weekend, right? It was, I'm like, so yes. losing. So are you still in recovery mode? Like, are you back in action? Like, well, how many days um, out? I'm definitely I'm definitely back in action. You know, yeah. last week was a whirlwind. I had to kind of recover from that. But, you know, you can, because I've done it for so many years, you can kind of pretty much recover in the sense of, like, it's a, just a big endurance life. I, I mean, it it's definitely an Ironman. It takes its toll. But yeah. I actually had some pretty solid workouts yesterday and today, which shows me that I'm kind of in that recovery process. Yeah. Um, but my next race is Leadville, which is next weekend. And then I'm doing Mont Blanc. So it's a double. Like, it's a back-to-back. And. So really, two weekends in this a row whole or two week days is, in a row. Yeah, two weekends. Two, in a row. two weekends in okay. a row. Yeah, two, two. If I had to do it two days in a row, I don't know if that you possible. Could do it. <laughs> it sounds well, like you could do it. You'd have to train the, for the it. Country, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. That's so, amazing. It's yeah. super exciting. And what do you do when you're not like training and coaching and your podcast? Yeah, like, I have. You, a, I have. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I live in the Cape and so there's, I actually a lot of Cape, like Cape. Yes. The Cape. Yes. Cape Cod. Okay. And I love it. I moved here about a year and a half ago and my friend Amy has lived here for many, many years 
So I hang out with her. <laughs> We're on the Cape. I and love we, the Cape. Yeah. Um, in Brewster, Massachusetts. So kind of more, more out there, I guess. Um, but it's just a beautiful community. There's, there's tons of people here. So I hang out with, you know, we have a book club. We have a bunch of friends there. Um, you know, there's, there, there's all the mountain bikers here and um, just friends that I've met. So just kind of hang out with them. Um, I read a lot. I have a dog. Um, what are you reading you know, right now? I, I do the normal things. Um, well, I really like philosophy. So I just ordered the book Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. So it's it's kind of his um, personal writings from the Roman Empire. And so it's um, it's good. I just I just started that one. Um, and then I coach athletes. So that takes a lot of my yeah. time. And then, you know, my teams, I I do a lot of that as well. So you have two so. teams, right? Or you have a few, you have yes. gravel and triathlon. Yes. Yeah. And we have some, some members that are on both, um, but a lot of them uh, either pick one or the other. That's pretty cool. Have you learned any big lessons from sport that you take to business? Like any of that, that really kind of help you vice versa or. You know, I don't plan too far ahead. I think that's kind of the biggest misnomer of a lot of things. Like, what I've created with my teams, a lot of people ask me, so what do you envision in five and 10 years? And I just, I don't think that way as an athlete. And I don't think that way in general. Okay. I try to think in the moment, I try to be creative. And if I can stay within the context of, of what I'm wanting to achieve this year, and even just, you know, stay focused on, on the day to day in terms of that, I find that things just happen. I'm a very creative person. I love to create things. And so I don't really know what's going to happen with certain things. And I say, oh, if something kind of l- lights a fire under me, then I kind of go in that su- in that direction. Same thing with like my gravel racing stuff. I, I didn't know I was going to do-, do that at all. I jumped into the race and fell in love with it, you know. And for example, Mont Tremblant was not on my list to race. And I raced Placid. And as I was saying, like I had that lapse. And I'm like, I can do better. And so what's the next race, you know. And so I signed up for, for that race. Um so I just, I like to, if I had to say anything is just find the context of where you are now and don't look too far ahead and just see what lights your fires, you know, and, and put some energy and oxygen into that fire first, because obviously that's where passion is for you. And that's, what's going to make you happy. Or at least that's what I found is if I follow those passions um yeah. and it's been it's been awesome so yeah I mean this has just been so much fun chatting with you and catching up yeah definitely is there anything you wanted to like touch base upon or talk about one of my biggest passions is coaching I coach a number of athletes I I usually have one or two slots open here and there um so uh, anyone can hit me up and ask questions okay. and stuff but I just I really truly love being part of someone else's uh, journey toward a race, um, just to see the changes they've had. Like I've had athletes for five years and just to see every year, the, the changes and, and, and even the journey that they've had to go through, like some have gone through injuries, some have gone through, you know, um, changes in jobs or families and, and just all sorts of things. And and to get them back into their passion and their start list. I mean, that's, yeah. that's one of the biggest things I absolutely I mean, I love to be a part of and, and just to see it. So do you coach yourself? No, no, gosh, no. (laughs) I find that I need an external coach. Um, it's just, it's, it's personally, I just find it too subjective at times Yeah, and I can get into my own, my own head a a lot. And so it's just, it's better to have someone 
as an outside source. Yeah. Um, I, and I just, I would highly recommend anybody to have a coach because you just, I mean, I've seen the dramatic changes in myself and I just find it very, very helpful. Yeah, I agree. I find like I have been coaching myself cause I feel like I'm not coachable and, and that's mm. my own, I'll say that, that it's just because I can't stick to any plan cause my work has been a focus. So mm. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I can mm-hmm. dive into the psychology of that for sure. Like it's not a priority, <laughs> blah, 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 like all those things. Yeah. You know, this is the second year back after COVID. So I've kind of like mm-hmm. let myself slide on a lot of stuff and like given myself, all right, try to get faster at running or like just different focuses. But like I definitely – this is definitely not a working system for me because <laughs> I don't listen to myself. Like I'm like I have an interval run today and then I'm like, but I could just do like – you know, an easy run instead and then do intervals the next day. And I do that all week long. So I'm mm. a coach's worst nightmare. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Well, I mean, sometimes if you have someone that that's, that's adaptable, like I don't give more than a week to my athletes because things come up. And then if yeah. things need changing, they can text me and I'm like, okay, we'll do this and do that. And so we, we're, we're always like updating stuff, yeah, you know, totally. things that are in training peaks or whatever program you're using is never set in stone with me. Yeah. Um, if people need to change things, we do it. Um, and I think that's really important. Um, yeah. you know, over the years I've had an af- a coach, um, many different coaches and I always go back to the same one because it just works for me. And if you can find someone that kind of helps support your entire life, I mean, that's, that's how you're going to thrive. Yeah. So. I think that's an important thing to think about with coaching yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so what do you, and I guess like, yeah, I mean, what is it, is it about like, when you're racing and training, like what is it that you love the most about the sport? What I love most, I love pushing myself. Basically, <laughs> I find that sport is really the only avenue that I have found where my spiritual side, my mental side, my emotional side, and my physical side have all have to come together. You know, I can work and read, and and you know, I've been to school, I, I've been a physical therapist for a number of years, all this stuff, and I've I've you know, been on retreats, I've, I've done a variety of different things, but I haven't found something that really has connected everything. And I found it in sport. And I find that that's where I, I, I can challenge me, you know, yeah. and when you're out on a start line or start or, or racing, you really have to be vulnerable and have an open heart. And in order to do that, you have to let go of ego. You have to let go of external pressures. You have to let go of everything that's going around you and just race and and really dig deep inside you. And I just love that journey and that yeah. process. And every single race, you get a little bit more more insight of 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 your triggers or things that are holding you back or ways that you keep yourself in these pri- in these prisons. Um, of thinking you're not good enough or you don't deserve something. And so you have to constantly fight this as an athlete and when you're on the start line and, and racing. And it's just, it's just the best way that I can, that I found in life for me to grow and it'll be a part of my life, my entire life. (laughs) I love that. That's perfect. I love it. You know what? You just like really like got some wheels turning for me. So thank you. Yay. That's awesome. Well, it's been so great to meet you. I'm sure that we will eventually meet in person. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram 
and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, MarnieOnTheMove1 at gmail.com, and let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of, If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. 